T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. September is Hunger Action Month, and not surprisingly, the Oregon Food Bank is very involved. Let's find out what's going on. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Myrna Jensen, Public Relations with the Oregon Food Bank, and Nicole Frisch, Senior Director of Community Engagement at First Tech Federal Credit Union. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. So you've teamed up. The Oregon Food Bank and First Tech Federal Credit Union have teamed up in September for Hunger Action Month, correct? Yes, that is it. Tell me about Hunger Action Month. What's going on? Myrna, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, Hunger Action Month is a time when we can um, bring everybody together and raise awareness around the issue of hunger in the United States. And so it's really a chance to mobilize people, to spread the word, to let them know um, where hunger is, how severe it is in their community, in their state, across the country. So it's a a nationwide campaign, and, you know, it's also in Canada as well. I just discovered that this weekend. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So tell me about the Oregon Food Bank. Tell me about the work you guys do there. Well, you know, um, we are here to assist people who are in need of food assistance. Um, you know, that's that's our first and foremost, is to make sure they're not hungry today. Um, we estimate that about 260,000 people each month are eating food that they receive from a pantry in Oregon and Clark County, Washington. Um, so it's, it's still a pretty severe problem here in our state. Um, but then, you know, on top of that, we want to do what we can to get beyond that, to help people become um, more self-reliant. Um, so we have programs that uh, involve cooking and gardening. Um, also, another aspect of our work is to see what we can do to change policies, uh, state, federal Um, local policies that will help people who struggle with hunger and some of those issues that are are those people face, you know, whether it be housing, whether it be childcare, whether it be healthcare. So we're doing some work there, um, you know, pounding the pavement to talk to people, um, our lawmakers about what they can do and why um, we feel that they need to be helping us and uh, helping those people who are right on the edge. What kind of progress is being made? You know, um, we have seen hunger. Uh, it obviously went up shortly after the recession, the the beginning of the recession. It went up quite dramatically. Um, it's come down slightly, but we're really at a plateau. Um, we are not quite back to our pre-recession levels yet. We're getting close. We keep hoping we'll get closer and closer, but um, we're seeing that people are now coming to our pantries Um, Most of the time they're coming uh, once or twice a year, maybe, um, or we've got people who are coming and having to use it quite regularly. So it's a coping strategy. It's how they get through the month. So that's really where we're at right now um, in with hunger. And yeah, 260,000 people each month are accessing food um, through or getting food through a food pantry. Do you know what percentage of the population that is? It's, it's, I don't know that we figured out the percentages of that. But that's a that pretty yet. significant amount of people. That's yeah. a very large number. Yeah, I mean, we figure that in Oregon, um, Oregon's population is just over 4 million. 
um, we figure that we serve per year about 740,000 people. Um, and so that is, and that's, you know, we know that those, that that's a, a fairly good estimate, unduplicated number. We figure that, um, you know, those are people who are coming in. Some of them come in, like I said, once or twice um, in the year. Some of them are having to come much more regularly. And so many people are really just living on the edge, one paycheck away from a potential disaster, really. Yeah, you know, that's what we find. And, and, you know, there is several studies out recently, one uh, that the Urban Institute just put out that talks about how many people um, are barely or not quite able to afford just life's necessities. Um, And they are literally living paycheck to paycheck. They barely have enough or they don't have enough to cover what they need, whether that be gas for their car, whether that be a phone. And in this day and age, it's a cell phone. It's not a landline. Um, Things that they need to do their daily lives um, to make sure that their kids have um, money for that school field trip or that they have the ability to get new school supplies as this is back to school season. Um, so all of those things are just there. They might not be able to pay enough. They might not have enough for medicine that they need um, because not all of that is covered um, by their insurance. If they have insurance, um, which we do know that more people have insurance now, we have seen that many of the people we serve, they are feeling like they are in a better spot because of the Affordable Care Act. That has helped a lot. Um, but there are still those that um, are really struggling. Tell me about some misconceptions. Who, who are these people that we're talking about? You know, I, I know that uh, in Portland, obviously, we have a, a large homeless community that we see that's very visible. Um, and yes, those those folks are definitely hungry. We do work with partners who serve them um, the hot meals um, or bagged lunches, those sorts of things. But hunger is really um, sort of an invisible thing. People do a really good job of hiding it. Um, it could be your neighbor. It could be that you live in a nice older neighborhood where people keep up their yards and drive nicer, newer cars. But it could be that your neighbor right next door is struggling because maybe they did get a pay cut. Maybe they do have some really outstanding debt that they are just trying to keep up with. So it is, it's incredibly easy for people to hide that they are just, um, whether they are not eating enough or whether they're eating whatever they can find that's cheapest. That's one of the things that um, many people think, oh, well, you know, why aren't they just, why aren't people who struggle, why aren't they just eating better food? Well, better food is more expensive. You know, it's easy mm-hmm. to buy mac and cheese for a dollar a box, mm-hmm. um, but that's not going to have all the nutrients that you need. So um, really, we see that it's, it's that, it's anybody, it's people who are older, it's families, it's, um, you know, adults who are single and they don't have any dependents, so they don't get any of those tax breaks or some of those things that could help them out. Um, so, and of course, there's a lot of other populations like our, you know, our veterans and the uh, others who are affected. Gosh, there's so many people to help out and the Oregon Food Bank is doing such a good job at doing that. Well, thank you. How, what makes the Oregon Food Bank so unique? Um, I think it's because not only do we provide food assistance, but we are also looking at how can we help people to become more self-reliant? How can we teach them to grow some food in a small space or a large space if they have a large space? Um, or how we can how can we teach them to cook? Because, you know, when you think about it, they've cut programs like home economics from schools. That, does, that doesn't even exist in most schools nowadays. Right. So, so many people, if they didn't learn how to cook from their parents then they or grandparents then they don't know they might not know how to cook themselves or they haven't learned budgeting techniques um, or how to read labels or some of those sort of basic things have not been passed along 
Or if they've been stuck in a cycle of poverty, if their family was, they may never have learned or they may never have had the option to learn. But um, of course, too, at the at the crux is, is our advocacy work. What can we do to help people? What can we do to um, make policies that are going to help people get ahead and really become reliant on themselves, but also have a system that's working with them? And, you know, we know that um, systemic racism, some of those issues are also um, many of those issues are also at the crux of this problem, um, keeping people from being the best that they can be. Let's talk about some of the happenings you have going on in September. You, you, you've deemed September Hunger Action Month. Yeah, Hunger Action Month is just a time we want people to get out and actually take action. And um, we have a lot of great and easy ways for people to do that. And what our goal is, is to reach 260,000 actions this month. And you can, it can be as easy as a mouse click by liking one of our Facebook posts, or it can be as um, fun, and I know Nicole can agree to this, as repacking food at our one of our warehouses. or to that yeah good I've done it I've done it <laughs> so there's all these ways you can sign up for a volunteer shift or you know you can contact your lawmaker um, and say hey you know I think this is important and I'd like you to put more emphasis on it so we have got a whole host of ways and our website um, oregonfoodbank.org slash hunger action month will give you all the tools you need it's a great website I'm looking at it right now Tons of information. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're aiming to do. So, I mean, really, it's there's little ways and there's big ways, but we just want everybody to take an action. And we'd really like to blow well past that 260,000 actions this month. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Let me introduce once again Nicole Frisch, Senior Director of Community Engagement with First Tech Federal Credit Union. Nicole, um, why are you guys involved with the Oregon Food Bank? Why, why is this so important to you? Yeah, First Tech has been involved with Oregon Food Bank for more than 30 years. So... And I think really the reason why we love the food bank and also Hunger Action Month is because they are really innovative. We could spend time feeding everyone in this state forever and not solve the problem of hunger. And really, Oregon Food Bank is digging deeper and looking at those systematic causes, looking at policy work, and really being thoughtful. Um, at First Tech, we serve the innovators in our community. We are community-born, homegrown here in Oregon. Um, and this is an opportunity for us to um, really show that commitment to the state that helped us grow and, and become, you know, a, a pretty big credit union. We're the sixth largest in the nation. Um, but this is really work that we're incredibly passionate about and that our employees are incredibly passionate about. Um, as Myrna mentioned, I have been packing food at the food bank for quite a long time. Um, but our employees love it um, and, and dedicate thousands of hours uh, to packing food and to other actions, just like what you can find on that website that you can do during Hunger Action Month. The, that food packing thing, I've, we did that as a company here, and it was really fun. Yeah. You think, wow, this is going to be kind of a weird thing to do. But we shucked corn, put it in plastic bags, and got it ready for freezing. It was just like one of the funnest, most uh, interactive thing we could do. I it's think. a yeah. great opportunity for groups and even just yeah. individuals. We have lots of individuals who come in and do it and because it's easy and you can sign up online. So, And probably now's a good time to do it, right? There's a lot of fresh produce coming in maybe. There is. This is the time of year when we do get a lot of fresh produce um, and as the harvests come in, the farmers are generous and they give us... Uh, 
Some of them are regular donors, as in they have storage space, so they donate throughout the year. But others, we get, uh, you know, bonus crops of broccoli or cauliflower. I think last year we were um, doing cauliflower, um, you know, and so there is a lot of produce that can, that can come through and people can help with. And the best place to sign up is probably online, right? Exactly. Signing up online, you can find a location that's close to you. You can find a time that works for you um, because we even have Saturday hours. We have evening hours. Um, So, yeah, we want want people to come. We want them to sign up and to have fun. And we also want them to know that do it now before the holiday season because we know you're all busy. So um, or sign up for, you know, next year. Yeah. Do that too. <laughs> Nicole, I want to hear more about that. You have a company culture at First Tech that's really involved in the community. Tell me about that. Yeah, we do. It's it's really a, a great place to work. Um, credit unions have a cooperative spirit. So it's all about people helping people. And our employees really take it to a new level. Um, we have about 1,500 employees. And last year, they volunteered more than 30,000 hours in our community um, that's a lot. More, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It's a lot. Uh, we organize more than 150 employee volunteer events, and a, more than 90% of our employees get out in the community and volunteer. And that's just those who are telling us about it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are volunteering at the food bank or at their own local food pantry in their own community because there are, what, 900? There's 900. Well, actually, it's more like a 1,200 um, food assistance sites So it, it, across the state. Yeah, so that's a lot. <laughs> so we have employees, probably quite a few of those as well, who yeah. are out volunteering. Um, and it really is something that's part of our culture. It's baked into who we are. Um, as Myrna mentioned, you know, having groups volunteer at the food bank is great. We have teams that have their team retreats or, tre- or team meetings at the food bank. So they'll go volunteer for half a day and then they'll meet in one of the meeting rooms for the other half of a day. Um, and it's such a great way to get your team involved. And whether it's a collaborative spirit with your team or if your team likes to maybe compete a little bit and race about who can pack that <laughs> corn the fastest um it really works out and it's it it's been such an amazing partnership and our employees really do love um every experience they have at the food bank i can't say enough what a great experience it is their team of volunteer managers um, and everyone on their team is so good at what they do um, and really are incredibly effective at all of the work that they're doing in the community. And we like our volunteers from First Tech who showed up even with the threat of snow and then a th- snowstorm. This is a couple of years ago. I was there. Oh. Yep, she was there. And so was I. It was that nightmare one where everybody got stuck on the roads. Oh, that <laughs> but was they a nightmare. came anyway. But we finished that load of food. Yep, they did. Congratulations. Yep. Way to go, First Tech. No, we do what we can. <laughs> Myrna, tell me, when is a good time to volunteer? It seems like everybody thinks about the, around the holiday season yeah. is probably the best time to do it. But I, I've talked to several people who say summertime is a really important time, too. Summertime is important um, because we know people are on vacation and, um, you know, we, we like to have them come in, um, you know. But kids are also out of school, so it's a great time to bring kids in during the summer. Um, We also would suggest after the holidays because I would say that there is a lull uh, right after the holidays. People are... You know, you're kind of having that recovery period. People are getting back into school or work after maybe some time off. Uh, so th- we would love to see people come um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, and like I said, you know, if you can't do it during the holiday season, you know, just make a make your New Year's resolution to sign up uh, <laughs> to sign up and come in. February or January or whatever time works for you. But really, uh, yeah, summer as we're winding down, um, it's a little slow, too, at this time of year, only because everybody is returning from their vacations. Families are anyway. And there's kind of that transition time, that shoulder season. Tell me how the Oregon Food Bank works. 
Well, what we do is we work with regional food banks across the state. We uh, are we do we work collaboratively. Uh, so what we are able to do is bring in large quantities of food, whether it be donated food or food that has been collectively purchased. All the regional food banks are independent of us, but we work as a network so that we can distribute that food out to those regional food banks. And from there, it goes out to all the local food pantries. So it's really a system um, that is is kind of a net, like a network, um, and it's everybody's connected. We are able to also work with growers in different regions. They can the food that is being sourced from their region can go to their region first, and then the rest of it will come to Oregon Food Bank to be uh, divvied up amongst the all the rest of the food banks. But really, it's a hub. We are there to make sure that uh, the entire state has what it needs and that it's equitable amongst the state because you know, we know that there's not as many folks down in uh, you know southeastern Oregon as there are up here in the metro mm-hmm. so it but we can make it work we do a lot of talking with amongst each other and figuring out how to make those processes work and also it's a it's cost efficient to do it that way and it's um, it's time saving too when you're working together to make this happen Tell me about what the experience is like for somebody coming in to use a food bank. What do, what do they experience when they come in the door? You know, it's really easy. We uh, take as many barriers and get rid of them as possible. When you come in to one of our uh, free food markets or the food pantry, we need to know uh, your zip code. We need to know how many people you are getting food for and whether you've been there before. Um, we do have some additional questions that some of our pantries are asking Um, more because what we want to do is figure out how we can serve people better. Um, But people do not need to have an ID. They don't need to have proof of income. Um, It's very simple because we know that there's a lot of people out there that might be scared to ask for food. Um, There there really are uh, many situations that might put people off from coming in. Um, In some cases, it might be an employer. They're afraid their employer will find out. so it really, we want to make it as easy and simple as possible. They would get enough food for, we say, about three to five days for each family member. But it kind of depends on, on what, uh, what they need. And when they come through, most of our pantries allow people to choose what they want. You get to choose. Do you want canned green beans? Do you want fresh green beans? Do you want um, chicken? Do you want beef? You know, those sorts of things. Because we want people to eat the food that they're getting. We don't want to give them a pre-packed box of food and say, this is what you will eat. Here's some dry lima beans. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying earlier, a lot of people don't know what to do with some of the food that they exactly. get. They don't know how to yeah. cook it or prepare it or all of that. And stuff. even that, you know, we do get, we, and we do get produce like that. You know, how many people regularly cook with things like rutabagas and turnips? Some cultures do, some don't. So we actually have to do a little bit of education there too and figure out how, you know, are we putting some recipes out there, some simple preparations so that people will be more encouraged to take those rutabagas or all that squash that we tend to get later in the fall. <laughs> Squash is awesome, though. Yeah, it is. It is. But <laughs> so much there again, you know, we talk about how people weren't taught to cook those things. So mm-hmm. we have to get that edge. Maybe they've never even tried it. Um, and one thing that we one of the myths that we have to, you know, parents who have small children, they might not want to try their kids on some of those fresh vegetables that they've bought at the store because their kids might not like it. And if you've had kids, you know that it takes them umpteen times to find a food that they like. But if you're on a tight budget, you don't want to waste that food. 
So yeah. um, that, that puts them in a tight spot. So yeah, it's easier to feed them the chicken nuggets or the, um, you know, or the or the mac and cheese, and not try them on new foods. So yeah. this this gives people the option to do that if they come to the food bank. How long have you been with the food bank? I have been at Oregon Food Bank for almost five years. And in that amount of time, when did the food bank start? Like 1988? Is that what I read online? You know, yes. Over thir- we're over 30 years old now. Um, here in Oregon, we started um, back in 1988. We were uh, we were in a little bit different. Uh, we looked a little different back then, and even before then, we did have some um, semblance of a food pantry, a food bank model. But it's much different now. Yeah. How and how have things um, with hunger changed over the years that even that you've been with the food bank? You know, we've done a lot better at tracking things via data to find out what people want. We've been able to get the systems in place to um, talk to people who are getting food about what they want. We're also able to look at the cultures that we're serving in the communities and find out what what do they want. Um, some food pantries and um, food banks have a lot more uh, members of the Hispanic community. Um, some serve a lot more Russians. Um, so we can tailor, those food pantries can tailor what they get to meet the needs of those communities. And so, yeah, we're asking those questions. We want to know how can we serve you best. That's great. Yeah, it really does. And, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of comfort in that, especially for people who, um, you know, weren't born and raised here. Nicole, let me ask you, it's, it's Hunger Action Month. What are, you, what are you and First Tech hoping to, what message are you hoping to get out to the community during this month? Well, I think one of the things that we're really excited about with Hunger Action Month is mobilizing everyone to take that one action, like Myrna mentioned. You know, going to the website, um, there are so many different ways that you can get involved. Um, and, you know, I think one of the things that's also really exciting is maybe when you take that action, Share it with someone. Exactly. Encourage someone else to take an action. Invite someone to volunteer with you. Um, rally a group of people together. Share something on your Facebook. Whatever that action is, um, that's really exciting. And, you know, for us um, at First Tech, one of the things that we're really looking at is everything that we do in the community is focused on our next generation. Looking at the kids in our community, um, they are the future for all of us, right? They're the future leaders and thinkers, Mm -hmm. innovators, dreamers, everything that we value here in Oregon and Southwest Washington. Um, And really thinking about, you know, if everyone took a minute to think about how hard it is to focus when you're hungry or hangry, perhaps (laughs) many of us have had that feeling, right? (laughs) Um, How hard it is to focus and think about how hard it would be to do math, right? Or science or sit in a classroom when you're hungry. And if you can take one action this month for Hunger Action Month, if you can um, participate in Hunger Action Day on September 13th, mm-hmm. um, one way that you can get involved could really help kids in our community and that next generation. That's something that First Tech is really engaged with this month. Um, Myrna, tell me, what are some actions that people sh- can be and, and we're hoping to have them take during the month of September? Yeah, you know, we would love them to use their social media accounts to share um what what is going on with hunger in Oregon? Um, all those resources are available at OregonFoodBank.org. Um, but also, you know, talk with their neighbors, talk with their friends, share their experiences if they've experienced hunger themselves, if their pa- family or um, themselves they've gone through a rough patch and have needed assistance. Um, in some cases, it may be more informal, like maybe you just uh, maybe your family's helping you out and they've provided food for you and you hadn't. You didn't have to go to a food bank, but um, sharing those instances and explaining that it's far more common than people think. 
on top of that, you know, we would love to have people sign up to volunteer. We'd love to have people donate um, or contact their lawmaker and talk with them, you know, whether it's by email or by phone or just making a comment. Um, we know that there's some big things that are going to be happening on the federal level this month, likely. So um, weigh in on that farm bill that they'll be talking about. Uh, call call our senators, call our, our Congress people and, and talk with them. Um, and on you know, September 13th is Hunger Action Day, and that's where we focus some of our, our big energies. Um, we will be talking about the state of hunger on that day. Our CEO will be giving a, a speech about um, what it's like in Oregon and where we're going from here. So there are many, many ways, and they can be really tiny or, you know, you can plan as elaborately as you want, and we can support you in many ways. We can help you with posters and flyers and um, those sorts of things. So we would love to have people uh, call us up, and we'll help you figure something out. Hey, your website is definitely a great resource for getting things started. Yeah. Give out the website one more time. It is OregonFoodBank.org slash Hunger Action Month. Well, the Oregon Food Bank is definitely doing amazing things, and First Tech is really helping out. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to you both for being on the show. I've been talking today with Myrna Jensen, Public Relations with the Oregon Food Bank, and Nicole Frisch, Senior Director of Community Engagement at First Tech Federal Credit Union. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.